0: Which position group should Florida State fans be most concerned about heading into spring practice? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you for the everydayers that make this a great show. You can find us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the awesome Locked On Network, your team every day. Today's episode, we're going to talk about five different positions that I have concerned about, and I think Florida State fans do too. Quarterback, offensive line, receiver, linebacker. Those are the, the obvious ones, but I have something else here that's a situational. And that is the pass rush. That's a complicated thing. We're going to talk about that opening up here in just a second with Locked on Seminoles. Make sure you check out everything that we got going on for the next week or two, because spring ball doesn't start until after. Keywords here until after spring break last year. They practiced for a few days, went into spring ball. And for whatever reason, it's kind of weird. They didn't do that this year. They changed it up. And sometimes coaches do, but that's that's just the way Norvell decided to go with it. So to each their own. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more new customers. Join today and get $150 in bonus bets for your first bet of $5 if it wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, well, here, here's the deal. I have concerns that I'm a worrywart by nature. I was born that way. That's never going to really change. But I'm looking at this from a pragmatic perspective. Here's the five again. Quarterback, O-line, receiver, linebacker, and then situation. I know this is not a position because you can get sacks many different ways. The pass rush. You're losing Jared Verse. Those are the five things we need to concentrate on. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, know that those are my concerns. And I think Florida State fans should at least be concerned. doesn't mean it's a guarantee, but these are the areas that I have the most concern with. Also of note, before I start, I am only Discussing the players that are returning. There are no players from the transfer portal in this except for DJ because he's the quarterback. Everybody knows he's going to be the quarterback. You just kind of have to use him as that. Everything else, I'm going to talk about the portal kids a little bit more on Monday's show. But for now, this is the returning players. Kids you just kind of hope that step up and become grown men and and really kind of take that next step. And some of them, even though they're good, you hope they're taking a further step. So here we go. This is my concern with DJ Uyungle, and these are just a couple of the notes. Probably don't even really need to read these. It's This is something I've worried about him for three years. Do I trust DJ in a clutch moment? Should you? He completes a little bit less than 60% of his passes. He does have a howitzer for an arm. He has the ability to throw the ball downfield on a line when other guys would have to loft it a long way. I mean, he can throw 60 yards, no problem. That's the good news. You don't really have to throw it that far very often, though. Here's the more important thing. Does he make the right read? Football is about the shoulder to the top of the head more often than not for the signal caller. And that changes your win-loss record. New offense, one that's totally different, and I'm being kind, to what he operated at Oregon State last year. Although that one might benefit him the most for his own sake for the NFL. Uh Jonathan Smith's a hell of a coach. He's now at Michigan State, but different perspective at at Oregon State than when he was at Clemson. That's similar, in some ways at least, to what Florida State runs under Norvell. So can he take all those experiences over four years and get it going? Here's the other thing. Consistency and then the runner. The point about Oregon State, he didn't have to run much. They ran him a little bit, but in Clemson's offense and in Florida State's offense, typically the quarterback has to run. That's... That's why I was surprised that Norvell went after him, period. I don't know the reason. I doubt Norvell's ever going to go into it 100% or even remotely be honest about it. Again, what do I always say about coaches? They lie, lie, and lie. I don't pay much attention to press conferences because of it. It's nothing against Norvell, but it's, that's just the nature of college football. I'm curious to see how they use him. And if he doesn't get used a ton as a runner... Can Florida State be a successful game-to-game offense, especially against – and this is – I'm just going to list off these, these teams, and you can take it however you want, and then I'm going to add a little piece. But the quarterback has to play good in big games, right? It's not any secret. There's a couple of different stretches that I'm concerned about, and one's the opening. They play over in Ireland against Georgia Tech on the 24th of August. They have an experienced quarterback in Haynes King. He's dynamic. They have some speed at receiver. Florida state secondary is going to be ridiculous this year, but you still got to score. You still got to have a pass rush, which I'll get to in a second. You still have to do all those things. How is that going to work? Georgia tech's defense doesn't scare me, although they're getting better. They're a couple of years away from where they honestly need to be defensively in my opinion, but that's the game. You got to come out and show what you can do. You're going to be on a national stage. It's going to be the game, all of that. It's very important, not only to show it to the people that vote in the perception of the program, But it's important because the other players are going to be looking at D.J. too. So we're going to talk about the receivers here in a second as well. But I think the consistency with them and all that's one thing. It's just making the reads. I have no idea, and nobody does, how he's going to adjust, and can he be a guy if Florida State doesn't use him as a runner much. And I don't think they will because they're worried about another quarterback having to play based on the end of last year. They don't have another guy ready until otherwise proven. Just saying. Second of all, we're going to talk about the receivers. This is a mixed thing. I have I have a really difficult time picking one side or the other. I'm just going to leave it at a mild concern with the receiver. Um, but the, the games that he has to be good with here, look, th- that chemistry has got to be important, especially with this three-game stretch that I was just talking about. Miami on the road, North Carolina at home, then at Notre Dame. That's as rough a three-game stretch as you're going to get. Uh, Miami and Notre Dame in particular, their D-lines are nasty. They are going to be a problem. Uh, Multiple guys going to the NFL for both teams. I'm concerned about that. We'll talk about O-line momentarily. But if the chemistry is not good with DJ and the receivers, it's not going to matter about about the O-line. It's not. And I rarely say that because I am a totally an O-line guy. I'm the guy that will sit in the end zone at a football game if he's just watching a spectator to watch O-line play. That's my concern because you can't just lose Keon and Johnny and think, everything's going to be great. Now, I'm going to get to receiver in a second, but that's an important thing to talk about. If we do not see that chemistry three spring ball and then hear good things during summer, of course, everything's always positive. There's never any negative news comes out once somebody gets hurt, but do your best. If they don't have chemistry, that three-game stretch will eat them up. And right before it, they play at Duke. It's not the easiest thing. Prior to that, they got a buy, and they play Clemson at home. I mean, overall, that's a five-game stretch with a bye that's rough. Plus, you got the Georgia tag game. The receiver, I, I'm really looking for Darian Williamson. That's a kid that I think could be really good, and, of course, Kykeem Williams. Um, I don't know as a sophomore he's going to be totally ready, but, I mean, the gifts that young man has, I've seen him from 10 feet away run, catch, jump during you know his high school days. He is a special talent physically, in, in a sense, he's similar to Keon. For those of you who don't know much about him, how he plays, it's similar. Uh, Keon had a knack for the big play in the big game, though. I mean, you got to give that guy credit. Good luck to him in the NFL and the same with Johnny. But it's not easy to replace him. Uh, Ja'Kai Douglas, I think, is way underrated. But again, how does that all develop together? So we're going to talk about that as it connects with nothing else more important, in my opinion, as I noted a minute ago, the offensive line after we talk about Ibada. This is something that is a new app that you can make some money off of or in a way, if you want to say save some money, you download it. You do it when you go to buy groceries, whether you're on spring break, whether you're buying for your your girlfriend, your mom, your friends, your dad, whatever it is. This is the easiest way to save money. The average person last year saved two hundred fifty six bucks by using Ibotta. Look, I don't know about you, but I like saving money. This is not a rocket science adventure. It's a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items or groceries to beauty supplies or anything else you're going to get in a store, toiletries, whatever it may be. Again, if you're going to save 256 bucks, why wouldn't you do it? So, right now ibotta is offering our clisteners $5 off for trying ibotta. Use the code Locked on College when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and start earning cash back and use code Locked On College. That's Ibotta. It's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use code locked on college. All right. Offensive line. They got more guys coming back than I thought they would, based on what I heard towards the end of last year. And I thought Mo Smith would move on. Take a shot at the NFL. He's coming back. It's a little good, a little bad, depending on how you want to look at it. I'm down on it until otherwise proven because I'm a what I call eight or four game guy. If you're an eight game player, that means you're good against most of the lower level to mid-level teams. If you're a four game guy, that means even against the elite teams, plus the other eight, you're somebody that can be counted on. How many guys do you really think are dominant players when they play elite level teams? And I said, dominant, not that can start. Until Florida State gets to the point they can dominate, smash somebody in the face, run downhill against elite teams from port, from play one through the end of the fourth quarter, they have a ways to go. And Obviously, towards the end of last year, it was a mixed bag. Towards the end of the Florida game, it was good. To start the Florida game, they were terrible. Against Georgia, that, that was a weird game. I think we kind of throw that out because so many guys were out. But against Clemson, they had 22 yards rushing. Those are three of the teams they play that had some talent, similar to Florida State or not, if not better. Obviously, Georgia was probably the most physically gifted team in the country last year. They have to take a step up. I trust Mo Smith, and I'm sure most people do. You should. Hell of a player, leaves it all on the field. That guy was hurt much last year. Tip of the cap for him for always finding a way to play when he could. And he's the pivot man. Having him back certainly helps. My biggest concern is buyers at right tackle and pass pro on third and obvious situations. He will beat the bejesus out of you, but I don't think he's a tackle in a pure sense. Like if he's going to the NFL, I think he's got to play guard. And I don't know know if he can play in the NFL regardless, but he's a guy that will run over you. Fair enough. They have other guys too that are good up front, but I'm I'm going to leave the names out because I think there's going to be some shifting. There's transfers. There's opportunities for spring brawl to kind of come and go. And after that, all teams, it's not just Florida State, The spring window for the second transfer portal is the 16th of April through the 30th. We'll see how that goes, but I think that the players coming back, there's not enough talent. They got to go to the portal again. That's my opinion, and they just haven't recruited O-line the way they should out of the high school ranks compared to Georgia, Notre Dame, Texas, Alabama, some of these other schools. They need one more guy, just my opinion. I don't think it's as big a need as I originally thought because Mo's coming back. Maybe Byers gets better. Maybe they move it around. Maybe Byers ends up playing guard. Those things all take care of themselves. But for now, I think you have to consider this one of the three weakest links on the team. There's just not enough chemistry last year. And again, 22 yards rushing against Clemson. 22. And that's with a quarterback that's a freak athlete. DJ is not. If this offensive line does not take that step forward, and a big one. This is not going to be a team that sniffs the playoff. It could be a team that's seven and five, eight and four. When if the offensive line had figured it out, it could be 10 and two, 11 and one. It's that big a deal. You look around college football at the teams that have O line issues consistently, they're in trouble. Uh, Jordan Travis saved Florida State many times last year, and then a few big plays like Lundy and some different guys, Deloach, whatever, making plays on defense helped them. That may not happen this next year. Florida State needs to be more consistent up front. Next, and this is the one that I think everybody knows. This is it's why I did mention it earlier. It's just linebacker depth. Nothing against them. They just they haven't recruited it to the way they want. Like Nicholson, I really like DJ. One coming back is huge. He was I think Pro Football Focus had him ranked number one on like tackling percentage and all of college football. You line up with him, he can get you to the ground. That's a hell of a trait. He'll probably end up being a special teams guy at minimum, in my opinion, in the NFL, even if he doesn't get drafted because making open field tackles on special teams is huge, and he'll help the Knowles with that as well. But they need more talent. They got a guy coming in from Bama. We'll talk about that next week. They need more talent. Does a walk-on step up? Do they take another transfer to one of the other young guys step I don't know. Right now in spring, if you didn't have Murphy, and again, we'll talk about him. He's coming over from Bama. Who would be there if they didn't have him? Like they are thin at linebacker, very concerning. And here's here's an example why I'm worried, even if let's, let's say Murphy ends up being good. Excuse me. If you have a game coming up against a team that can truly run downhill or is explosive slot slash running back, tight end, whatever, and they try to prioritize getting one-on-ones with your linebackers, that's nothing new. But if you have an injury or two, you could be in a bad spot. Here's an example. In the Alabama versus Georgia game, the SEC title, Raylan Wilson, who ironically is from Tallahassee playing for Georgia, is in the game in a critical moment on a third down. Wheel route for Alabama. He completely busts on the coverage. True freshman. Bama scores. That play changed the game and cost Georgia a national championship, quite possibly. One play. That's why depth means everything. You want to do everything everything you can as a college football coach up the middle on defense to never play true freshman. It's just true. There are the exceptions to the rule and they are rare as all get out. Raylan Wilson had offers from pretty much everybody. He's a true freshman. They were in that spot and he was 13. But if you have a situation where a couple guys go down and of course, at the end of the year, that can happen. Florida state has that two guys go down. They're going to have walk on out there. They're going to get bludgeoned. Raylan Wilson's a hell of a player. He still got smoked. A lot of it is the mental part. It's free safety linebacker. you got to be able to tell where everybody's going. Freshmen aren't ready for that. So any of these experienced guys or still somewhat younger guys get banged up. Florida State could be in a lot of trouble. Everybody knows it. They need to figure that out through spring ball, come out and get somebody else in that second portal window because depth is something you can just not have enough of, especially at a spot where you're trying to make checks and calls and, adjust to other teams' shifts and all these pains in the butt that these offenses come up with now to get one-on-ones. You can't give up free points in big games, folks. just can't do it. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about pass rush. Now, pass rush is something that Florida State historically is tremendous at. Last year sure as hell wasn't a problem either. Patrick Payton on one side, Jared Verse on another. You got guys like well, look at the DeWoach. You can make the argument the best play for Florida State last year. DeWoach comes from depth. Probably shouldn't have got there. Clemson's quarterback, k and it waits too long, gets smacked, drops the ball, DeLote takes it to the house. Tremendous play. Changed the game. Clemson outplayed Florida State for much of that game. But, again, Florida State was clutch when it had to be. How many times are you going to be able to do that this next year? Because verse is gone and teams are going to probably do everything in their power to make somebody not named Patrick Payton Get to the quarterback. Now, this isn't a defensive end thing. It's an entire defense because in today's world, you got to take a gazillion chances or you're screwed anyway because offenses have all the advantages playing in the spread with all these different advantages such as fast, going out there with the slot on one play and the next play, the tight ends in the slot. They catch you in bad personnel no matter what you do. It's impossible. I've talked to defense coordinators about this. They hate it, but there's no adjustment because you don't know where guys are going to line up used to be certain personnel packages. It was pretty much guaranteed you knew what was coming. Those days are over. So you take more chances with blitzes and all that. How well does Florida State do with some new players, certainly plenty of talented ones, And being cohesive, running the stunt exactly like it's supposed to be? No wasted space. Don't go too wide. Don't cut it inside too much and run into your own guy. All these little things, that, all technical, boring things that win and lose games. That's why this spring practice is important. You're not replacing Jared Verse. I know they got a certain kid from Georgia that's a Florida State legacy coming in. And again, we're going to talk about that Monday. But right now, here's the key. You are not, in my opinion, going to have the same just natural here. We're just going to send four. We're going to drop seven. You're going to have to try to make a play against our rush. You can't replace Jared Verse. They're going to either A, eat it and give up more yards and be more conservative, or B, blitz like crazy. At least in certain games. Against lesser opponents, Florida State will probably, not guaranteed, but probably not show much. It's in no lie at the press. Like no lie, oh, we just, you know, did this and that. We need to improve. No, you just didn't show anything for your next opponent. I get it. But when they're playing Clemson, when they're playing Carolina, when they're playing Notre Dame, when they're playing Miami, when they're going after Haynes King, first game of the year against Georgia Tech, those five games in particular, I'm concerned. At the end of the year, I'm not as worried about Florida before anybody my ass. Billy's going to be fired. That team's going to be ready for season's over. I'm calling it right now. Billy will not make it to the Florida State game. I could be wrong, but I highly doubt it. So those five games, I'm concerned. Maybe the Florida game, they just come out and play hard because it's a rivalry. But In those five games, they're going to have to designate different ways to get to the quarterback, or it's going to be a closer game and or they're going to lose. Tough, tough way to go. Peyton's great, but they're going to chip him and double him. So Florida State's scheme is going to have to be pretty unique. One last break, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what I think Florida State can do next year in a way that's probably not something y'all really think much about. First off, FanDuel, make sure you check it out. Right now, get your buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. NBA, you can do college. You can do Major League Baseball getting ready to start, too, so don't forget about that. Quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Visit FanDuel.com, locked on, and shoot your shot. FanDuel official sports partner of the NBA. All right, now, here's the thing. Florida State was the hunter for the last several years, which is not normally them. 2022, they have a pretty good year, had the three-game losing streak in the end, but they finished strong, and then they go 13-0 before the game against Georgia this past year. Now they are the hunted. I think the one thing that I'm really happy about if you look at Florida State's program, is Norvell's built the culture in a way that he's okay with that. They're ready to turn the page and be the hunted. Towards the end of the last year, they were kind of the hunted, too, because they were undefeated. But this is a whole season. Everybody's circling them on the schedule in a different way. Not just Miami, not just Florida. Like everybody, it's a big deal to play Florida State again. I think they're ready for that. I do. Mentally. Now, we got players and chemistry and all that stuff I just talked about. That's true, but everybody's got different issues. Georgia has problems, too. Believe it or not, they actually do. And they're probably the best team again this next year. If you don't have your chemistry and you don't have your culture, you don't have the right coaches. Chemistry, culture, and coaches all go together, and it takes time to build that throughout an 85-man scholarship roster plus the walk-ons. I'm a little bit more shall we say, happy with where they are at this point than what many others are. But maybe it's because I just follow Florida State every day. And I think Florida State fans should be. We're talking about some of the concerns and we'll talk about some of the positives and the transfers on Monday. But this is a really big deal. The foundation has been laid. You got guys transferring in from schools like Georgia, like Alabama. Those kids aren't going to come to Florida State, even if they had ties to the school like Marvin Jones Jr., if they didn't believe in that. Now, this is a big box topic, and you could write a book on it, and there have been, the culture of college football. What does it mean? Well, at Florida State, it means we're going to do it our way. We're going to take players from where we always get them, use our connections in the South all over, Mississippi, Tennessee, Florida, et cetera, kids that want to be here, and it's worked, certainly has. Norvell's found a way, whether it's portal, high school, or Juco ranks, to get those kids in. And whoever wants to dominate and be successful will stay. You don't, you'll be gone. I respect that. That's pretty much what Sabin is, just different personality. Obviously, Nick and Mike aren't exactly the same kind of guy, but I really respect it. I think Florida State long term is on the right path. I think 2024 is a year that can go about 20 different directions because there's so many question marks. But I believe once we get to 25, some of the younger quarterbacks kind of figured it out with another great class. This is a football program that could be elite on a consistent basis. And it, probably should be. It's Florida State for one. How hard is it to recruit there? It's not. Gorbell is bought in. He's got an extended contract. He's got some really good coaches. The DBs, as I mentioned earlier, might be the best unit in the country and could be for the next few years. That's a hell of a way to get yourself into the playoff. All these things together, uh, just as an example, like FanDuel's got FSU as a nine and a half win total this next year, the over-under. I think that'll be the lowest total they have for quite a while. If the quarterback thing settles itself out, and I know that's a big if. But otherwise, I think the program's in pretty good state, pretty good shape. Not many people probably evaluate Florida State as much as I do and people watching this podcast, and that's fine. But the State's coming. This is the bonus year. However it goes, I don't know, and that's why it makes it fascinating. With that, please like and subscribe to this show. Please share it and comment. Curious to think a little bit about your thoughts after I read them on YouTube, etc., if you got something to say, if you want me to talk about another subject, a player, go ahead and comment. I'm more than happy to do so. Until then, take, thank you very much. Have a great day.